Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alex Italander here, and welcome to the Ostume Sagas. Now, if you're enjoying this series and want more right away, I just wanted to mention that you can get them on our Ostume Network Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. By becoming a supporter at any level, you'll instantly get access to the next 15 episodes in the series. So that's on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, I'd just like to thank our five most recent patrons for supporting the Ostium Network. Thank you to Death to Komatsu, Daryl Williamson, Descripticon, Virginia Green, and Talon for all your support. We really appreciate it. And now let's get started with the next chapter of the Ostium Sagas. The Ostium Sagas twenty six Saga two sixteen sixty six part nine Recorder's Note So as you may have noticed, you haven't heard much from the author who put these Ostium Sagas together, which isn't too surprising since this slim volume just looks like it's in double dutch to him, and he can't make heads or tails of anything. I, on the other hand, as per usual, have lots to say. 
I like to think I know something about the Great Fire of London, being a sort of local and all that. I mean, I did call the city home for a number of years, and I do remember it being called one of the more devastating events for the country, as well as the city. A lot of historic and important landmarks were turned into ash, including the renowned St. Paul's Cathedral. But as bad as it was, I recall from my reading it didn't raise the entire city by any means. I believe the terrible San Francisco earthquake of 1906 caused more damage, along with all the fires that were started. And I do remember clearly that the Tower of London was most definitely not burned or affected by the fire. It was all more the opposite side of the city. I think London Bridge burned, or at least part of it did. But when they finally put the fire out on that Thursday, there was still plenty of London left standing. So what's going on here exactly? And that's me legitimately asking the question, because at this point I haven't a bloody clue. It's something I'll just have to explore further in detail in the endnotes. Also there's the little detail Dana Lee mentions about that guy starting the fire. Who's that bloke then? I hope we find out more. Okay, back to the Ostium saga. Saga continues. It's been five months since the great city of London was completely burned to the ground. I panicked and lost it for a little while there, but I know I wasn't the only one. Eventually I got things back together, got my mind going in the right direction again. I was very thankful for the amount of money the Ostium Network had left me with, as by 1666 standards it was a small fortune and really helped me through those tough days. I started going from town to town looking for work. I wasn't ready to go back to the place that had been London. I didn't know when I would be ready. There were some tea places, but I just wasn't interested in that anymore. After everything that had happened, I started getting into trouble. Or to be more exact, trouble started finding me. Yep, I'm sure it had something to do with being an Asian woman. People thought they could push me around, treat me like crap. Especially men, and more often than not, those men wanted something more, and weren't at all bashful about demanding it from me whether I was willing to provide or not. I was also angry, very angry, and it was going to take me a while to figure out why. In the meantime, I let all these people who had problems with me know what I thought of them, with my fists and my feet. I'd gone through extensive self-defense training with the Ostium Network, like everyone else had, and I haven't forgotten any of it. None of them saw it coming or expected it in any way, so I always got the upper hand. Those that were able to put up any sort of fight just made it more fun for me, it only took a few incidents for people to know what was up and to not try anything with me again. Then I'd move on to another town and would have to start the learning process all over again. Eventually I did get a job as a kind of bouncer type for a guy who ran a bunch of businesses in Oxford and sometimes needed some protection. That lasted for about a month until I finally acknowledged that I hated what I was doing. This wasn't a job. This wasn't a life. Plus the crying breakdowns made it all too clear for me, and I just left town and started making my way back down to the place that had once been the City of London. It took me two weeks to get there, and I needed every moment of it. In the months that have felt like they'd flown by, I'd never asked about London, about what happened after, about where the people went, about whether a new town or city would be built upon its ashes. Because I hadn't wanted to know, because I'd been too angry. I'd been so angry. I was so angry because I didn't have my own life anymore. I didn't have the life I'd been so excited about. It had been ripped away from me and now I was stuck in this place in time that I had thought I was just visiting and would be spending the rest of my life in. Depending on how long that would last, 
and there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. I felt helpless. But when I got to the mass grave site that used to be the great city of London, I felt better. A lot better. And a lot less angry. But I wasn't completely fixed. I still harboured some deep resentment for the extremely messed up situation I was stuck in. But that took a seat on the back burner for a while, because I thought they'd be rebuilding, resurrecting the city from the literal ashes bit by bit. I knew it would take years, decades likely, but there would be something. There wasn't. There was nothing but ruin and ash and nothingness, and the apparent need for everyone to just forget and move on. How could this be? This was something completely unique. In all my studies throughout history, something, someone had always continued on, and no matter how small a situation, Angkor Wat, Easter Island, Pompeii, Krakatoa, no matter the amount and thoroughness of destruction, humanity would always lick its wounds, heal, and then begin rebuilding once again. What the hell was going on here? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.